you know, even as I talk about excellence, it's not so much, you know, we're not chasing perfection. It's just knowing that, knowing who you are, because I had to really know who I was or who I am. And then just determining that while you're on this planet in this short period of time that we're here, you know, I'm going to do my best to show up as the, ver- as the best version of me daily and just, you know, give that energy daily. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of Still Being Molly, and the show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, and small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I interview an entrepreneur, CEO, nonprofit director, community leader, or just an incredible person who is trying to make a positive impact, not only through their personal life, but also with their career. My goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact wherever you are. My guest this week is Yinka Adebenle. She is a former financial services professional turned author, excellence strategist, and excellence coach. And she's also a mother of three. Her goal and life's purpose are to equip leaders with transformational habits and systems of excellence. Yinka has spent years gaining mastery on habits and systems of excellence that continue to yield outstanding results for her and her business. She now teaches these systems and habits to her clients and various organizations. And she has recently released a book called Joab. King David's top general that is all about leadership, personal development, and character building. I adore Yinka. She is just such a joy to be around, joy to talk with, and her perspective on leadership, personal development, character building for anyone, whether you are a business owner or whether you are just, you know, leading your family in your home, she has a message for you. You are going to absolutely love her. But first, I want to thank our partner of the show, and that is Demet. And I am such a huge fan of this incredible ethical fashion brand. I personally love their crossover sandals. They are so comfortable, perfect for spring, summer, really any time of year where you want to wear some sandals. And I actually have the founder with me, Julie Billingham, and she is just incredible. She's going to share with you her favorite Demet product. Oh, Molly, thank you so much for having us. It is such an honor to partner with you and um, just have the ability to share our line with some of your followers, people that we know care about who made their products and how they were made. And it's funny that you love our sandals because of course it's our signature product. And you know, when I was in Haiti 11 years ago and we were working with the Haitian people to figure out a product that we could really make that would stand out, that would be something really wonderful for the global community. Combining genuine leather with repurposed tires, I mean, that was it. And so my favorite um, sandal that we make is actually the hand-painted slide. And it's my favorite because we partnered with some artists on the on the streets of Haiti, Emmanuel his team and they literally hand paint a piece of leather, a gorgeous piece of leather, and it's strapped onto a genuine leather um, upper and then a tire sole bottom. I mean, to me, it's just the most perfect footwear you could own. So um, that's my favorite products. They are beautiful and so incredible. And so if you are listening and want to snag your own pair of Demas sandals, you can do so at D-E-U-X-M-A-I-N-S dot com and use the promo code Molly and that will get you 15% off your order. So you'll be looking good this summer when you hit the beach in those cute sandals. Now onto my conversation with Yinka. Yinka, I'm so excited to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Molly. Great to be here. 
You are one of those people who the moment I first came across you and started just you know, devouring your content. You are somebody who just exudes joy in everything you do. Um, And I wish the listeners could see your beautiful smile. You just have so much joy. And I'm so excited to learn more about you. So let's dive right in and give us the Yinka 101. So tell us who you are, what you do and how you got to where you are today. Oh, great. Awesome. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. It wasn't, I wasn't always the, you know, the joyous um, Yinka, but I will take you all the way back to, I'll say 2004, thereabouts. So um, 2004, life was great. I just um, graduated from, from grad school. Actually, let me go back a little bit. I moved to the United States from England in 2001 mm-hmm. and, um, you know, with the intention of going to grad school. So started grad school, um, completed that in 2004. And right before I left grad school, I already had a, a great job, dream role actually, lined up with one of the largest investment banks um, in the world. And, you know, everything was fine. Everything was great. I loved working in the financial services space. In 2009, at the peak of the Great Recession, mm-hmm. um, my role, along with the roles of authors in my department and a lot of others in that organization, were eliminated because the financial services sector was hit the hardest. Mm-hmm. And um, so when that happened, my husband and I had just purchased our home not too long before that. I was heavily pregnant with my um, second child, mm. and now here I was jobless. So all of that coupled together, but on a deep sense of anxiety and just worry and just really not knowing what to do. Yeah. And I remember I will, uh, you know, my husband would say, you know what, it's fine. You know, we'll, you know, we'll make it through. And, but I was, you know, I was young. I didn't even know any better, basically. But I remember I was just so um, anxious about the entire situation. I would wake up in the middle of the night, just sweating profusely. I guess I was probably because I was pregnant, but, you know, <laughs> swe- sweating profusely, just trying to figure out, you know, how to get out of this situation. Yeah. And um, it was at a routine pregnancy checkup when the, you know, the, the doctor pulled me into his office and he had this very puzzled look on his face. And I was like, oh, you know, but I didn't think much of it. And he was like, Yinka, what exactly is going on? He said, you know, like the readings, the, you know, everything is just, it, it just, everything doesn't look right. And then, um, and I was like, well, you know, it's, it's a listing of the pregnancy. And he just looked at me square in the face. He said, whatever it is that you're doing, you need to stop. And then he paused and then he went, um, Yinka, I would hate for you to develop serious complications this far along in your pregnancy. So whatever it is that you're doing, you need to stop. And, you know, that was for me, that was a wake up call because yeah. I thought I'd been masking, you know, the, you know, the anxiety, the thoughts and just I thought I, I had that masked and covered very well. It's amazing how anxiety like shows up physically in our bodies. Right. right? Yeah. And I thought I was like, oh, you know, I thought I had it all covered and everything. And um, but I just remember, you know, driving home that day. And for me, it was a wake up call. It, it was a wake up call. And then after that, the next several days, I just, you know, I, I reflected deeply. 
And then all of that put me on this journey of, um, of excellence. I just knew, I didn't even know how, but I just knew that I had to be better. I was like, mm-hmm. I had to do better. You know, um, I didn't want to find myself in that situation ever again. And really, so it just, you know, I delved deeply into self-development, personal development. And it was on that journey that I discovered, you know, living a life of excellence, the principles of excellence, the disciplines, the habits of excellence. So as I learned all of that and I apply that to my life, well, I said, I think it was finances that I started off with first. And then, you know, I would share with my husband and I saw the results and then I knew I was on onto something. And then I applied those, those same principles to, um, you know, the other parts of my life. And it was during that journey that, you know, I found my calling, that I got clarity in life. Mm. And it's just, you know, it's just done my journey of excellence. You know, I found my company as well. Has done wonders for me. I've been able to apply, you know, those same principles, life of clients and businesses, and yeah, that's um, it's that that's what brought me to this very point. Mm. You know, I love how you just talked about how that just really low, difficult point for you in so many ways just brought clarity to what you were called to do, and that is lead others through those times. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm so passionate about letting the story that God writes in our lives, let us just be a part of that story and just listen to, you know, so, so often we get thrown off and and we we're just kind of like feel like we're just like you know an israelite wandering in the desert and i'm just like i don't know where i'm going but it's like the whole time it's just like no no no. god's like i'm using this for a purpose and i'm gonna use this trial or this struggle or this you know experience in your life to impact so many other people and how you've how you've done that to now take your the habits that you've built in your life and use those to equip other leaders, other entrepreneurs. Talk to us some about those habits and what were some of the things that you began to implement in your own life that began to dig you out of, you know, a lot of that anxiety that you'd been feeling and, um, you know, just what you'd been feeling to kind of dig yourself out of that hole. What were some of those habits that you began to implement in your life? Right. You know, and, uh, and that's a great question. Well, first of all, like I mentioned before, I just knew I wanted to be better. I knew that yeah. this wasn't it. And if I'd continued on that path of, out, you know, mediocrity, so to speak, it, would, it wouldn't have ended well. It would have probably ended in self-destruction, so to speak. And I also want to um, just add one thing as well before yeah. I, I talk about the habits. During that time of, you know, just trying to sort of find my way and whatnot, I realized that um, a lot of my self-worth, I define myself by the roles, by the, you know, the degrees, the companies that I work for. So when all of that was taken away, it was, it, it was like, it just had a shell of Yinka. You were def- so had defined by status. Place. Yeah, by my status, basically. And, you know, and that, you know, that's standing on shaky ground because once that rug is pulled um, from underneath you, there's nothing. Mm. So it was very humbling. And I had to really, you know, find out who Yinka was. So for me, I just, again, just that decision to be better. I didn't even know how, but, you know, whatever the next best step was, I took it basically. Um, Finances was a huge one. So, you know, I just, I read books. Um, I took courses basically. And I just learned how to be a better steward of my financial resources, basically. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, my husband was on this journey with us, um, with me. And um, and then, you know, from there, and we just, there were so many things that we had to learn. 
and um, and then things like discipline. And you know, you know, when you hear the word discipline, it's not so much oh, um, oh, you know, you have to be like very rigid and whatnot. But it's just okay if you say you're going to do something, commit into it. Yeah, I'm saying that then you know, till the end, basically. Yeah. And, you know, it served us very well. Even time management, you know, these are things that um, a lot of us don't actually, you know, take as serious issues. But the thing is this, it's the little habits that make up who you are. Mm-hmm. It's those little things that define you as a person. And so as I worked on a certain area, I saw results. Then I moved on to another area. So, you know, like time management, um, you know, I talked about discipline, finances, and just basically just working on different areas of life just to be this whole person. And then just showing up as the best version of myself daily. Mm, Yeah. You know, I love that you brought up talking about discipline and how what that word sometimes the connotation that we have of that word and the ideas that are conjured up when we hear the word discipline and what what that means for us individually. But I love that you there's really a lot that is involved in it. And it's, you know, and I, I sometimes I feel like it's ironic that we talk about disciplining our children. <laughs> And right. then also creating a self-discipline and the, mul- you know, just the, the multitude of meanings that can be involved in that. What was one of the harder disciplines for you to implement in your own journey? In all honesty, I would say it was time. It was, you know, the time. Yeah. The time management part of it was, for me, it was a tough one. Um, just because I guess I, you know, just lived that life of just, you know, not being cognizant of managing my time well. Yeah. So that was a huge one. Out of all of the different areas that I worked on, that was a huge one. I, sometimes I still struggle. I still struggle. So I have systems in place to help me. Yeah. You know? Just because, and then for me, you know, what drives me as a person of excellence, as an excellent strategist is this, is just showing up as a better version of myself. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm in no competition with anyone. It's just me. It's just knowing that, okay, you know something, this is what, you know, this is what you're capable of. You know, you can do better than that. And just, you know, showing up and then just if, yeah, if I missed it yesterday, just showing up knowing that, okay, you know, tomorrow I'll do better basically. Yeah. Um, so time again was, was a huge one. But, you know, overall, you know, even as I talk about excellence, it's not so much, you know, we're not chasing perfection. It's just knowing that knowing who you are, because I had to really know who I was or who I am. And then just determining that while you're on this planet in this short period of time that we're here, you know, I'm going to do my best to show up as the, ver- as the best version of me daily and just, you know, give that energy daily. Mm. That's such a beautiful perspective to have and, you know, has such a a sight of the long view in mind and understanding that, you know, not every day is going to be easy. But when we make a conscious choice to wake up every single day and find ways to be good stewards of our time, be good yeah. stewards of our resources and find ways to serve others what kind of impact not only that has on the people around us, but also on us, on us and what that does for us. And, you know, I don't, I I had a conversation recently with somebody and I honestly don't even remember who it was, uh, my brain, but we were talking about how I never really considered, you know, because God calls us to be good stewards of our resources. He calls us to be good stewards of our, our money. He calls us to be good stewards of what we have been physically given. But I had never really considered 
the idea of being a good steward of my time. And I don't know why that had never occurred to me. And I don't think it was really until um, my husband and 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 I and and our family, we started to really be very intentional about taking a Sabbath and how that wasn't something that we had ever really done. and, And we hadn't ever really you know, implemented a Sabbath routine into our life and how it's made us so much more conscious of our time and how we spend our time. And, you know, it's just given me a different perspective on being a good steward of our time. And that, and that involves both in when you show up to work and when you're being a good steward of the time that you've been given to work and also the time to rest and the time to enjoy life. And we weren't created to this hustle culture, man. Oh, I could get on a soapbox. Yinka. You know, I, you, know you have to be intentional about that. Yes. yes. About taking out the time to rest. Yes. And, um, you know, one of the things that I do, I go on thinking retreats, just it's a retreat where literally I just unplug from everything. I just go by myself. Um, I just started this not too long ago a couple of days, it's all quiet and where I just go to recalibrate, to recharge. Because just like you rightly said, Molly, we just can't keep going. I mean, we're not, even machines need to rest. Yes. Even, even machines need to rest. Even your, even your computer is like, please, for the love, turn me off. <laughs> I'm overheating. I need to be restarted. <laughs> you know, and, you know, really just being intentional about managing the time well. Yeah. And even if it's just something as simple as, okay, like for me, my sap, it's Sundays, basically. So even, you know, it's, we're all busy people, particularly if you have kids and, you know, you're doing, but you just have to be intentional. So I try very hard not to, you know, not to do too much on Sunday. Sunday is just, you know, um, you know, church, uh, just rest, just get that rest in. Because it's going to be very hard for you to show up as the best version of yourself. If, like you said, you're hustling all the time, you're running, running, running and ripping all the time. It's just that's just um, a recipe for disaster. In no time, um, you might end up breaking down eventually. But rest is so essential. And ever since I started this, this retreat where I just go for a couple of days, I mean, phenomenal. I come back as a new person, as a new yeah. wife, a new mom. Yes. Even the kids see the difference yeah. because you're, you're well rested. Yeah, It's key. I'm going to take a quick break from my chat with Yinka to thank another partner of the show, and that is Mama Suds. Are you ready to ditch bleach forever, but you can't find a bleach alternative that actually works? Well, you have to try the extra strength oxygen powder by Mama Suds. It launched back in July. I've been using it all summer, and it is legit, friend. It's so legit. Let me tell you, we get dirty here on the farm, okay? We put our, you know, we are out in the garden. We're out playing with the chickens. We've got all the animals. It is also North Carolina in the summertime and it's hot. And so our clothes get sweaty and smelly and dirty. And I use this extra strength oxygen powder in every single load. I put some in the tub in there in my washer. I use my normal detergent as I normally would. And my clothes come out so clean, smelling amazing. It is incredible. And because Michelle Smith, the head mama at Mama Suds, is a genius, there are multiple uses for the product. So not only is it a laundry booster and a stain remover, but it is also a great scouring agent on any non-porous surface. So you can use the coupon code MOLLY and get an extra 15% off at mamasuds.com. Now back to my chat with Yinka. 
Well, you have taken a lot of what you've learned and and the things that you've implemented and the things that you have now taken as you are leading others and, uh, you know, in your business. And uh, you just released a book. Congratulations, by the way, on releasing your book, baby. Um, And it's called Joab, King David's Top General. And it's all about leadership and personal development and character building. And for somebody who is maybe, you know, not involved in the church, doesn't know about this kind of thing. Talk to us first, before you talk to us about the book, tell us about Joab. Who was Joab and why write a book about him? You know what? Joab has to be one of my favorite um, leaders of all time, you know, of all time. It's so funny. I, I, I just put this up the other day. I said, you know, once I get to the other side of eternity, I will go look for Joab. And then we're just going to sit down and have this long discussion about why he did <laughs> A lot of the things that he did. Yeah. Like I daydream about that a lot. Joab was was a leader. He was a very powerful leader. He rose from nothing and then he became a very, very well accomplished leader. He was skilled, he was talented, he knew that he was skilled. And um, you know, he led, he was second in command to King David, the, yeah. you know, the popular King David. But you know, in his life story, I I wrote about Joab in his life story. You see why he, even though he was killed and on the public front, he was a success. He checked up all the boxes, but as the story of his life unraveled, you start to see why you know, personal development is key mm-hmm. because when you fail to take care of you in private, irrespective of high, high, you, you rise what you didn't do in private will eventually spill over to the public. And then you see that in the life of this, I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal leader who in his 40 year tenure, um, he was undefeated. Mm. But there's so, yeah, I mean, so many lessons, uh, you know, the lessons are laid out in my book. There's so many lessons from his life story that I just, I'm like, man, I need to write a book about this guy. Like I would read it, I'll read it and I'll read it again. I'm like, I need to share this with someone. I yeah. need to share this with the world. So tell us, you know, because I... I actually just got through, uh, I'm, I'm actually in the book of second Kings right now in my, my Bible reading and, you know, so I'm a little bit past, uh, the death of King David, but you know, when people ask, you know, Oh, like what's one of your favorite stories in the Bible or who's like a favorite person, like Joab is not ever really one of the people that comes to mind for me first, but I love that, that perspective on him. And so I'd love for you to just kind of share you know, what are some of the things that really inspired you about him and and the things that you've learned that you were just like, this needs to be a leadership book? (laughs) Right. Well, so I start off with the story of Joab is in no chronological order in the Bible, as you well know. So I had to do a lot of research and I had to put the pieces of the puzzle together to tell his his life story. And you find, I guess I could, you know, he was almost like an like an outlier. So basically he, he was from a, a different country. And then you saw, in a sense, you saw him um, struggling to, to carve out a name for himself. He was surrounded by, you know, David and his brothers who were, who worked in the King's army. You mm-hmm. know, they all had, they were all very accomplished. And then you had Joab who was a nobody and you see that struggle. It's not, it's not written out plainly in the Bible, but you see that struggle. And then um, eventually you see how, you know, as soon as the opportunity presented itself, when he saw that, okay, this was my shot, you know, he went for it. And then you also see things like how 
you know, um, there's a, the in the in the Bible in the story, David. David had just become the king, and he was he had to co- go conquer Jerusalem, which was known as Jabus at the time. But then it was a well fortified city; it was impregnable, basically. But then they found that um, they could go in through like a almost like a cistern, like the, through the water system, the water shaft. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't you couldn't just send the entire army. You need, needed one person to do that job. It was very risky. It was very, very risky. You know what? Um, Joab, who was a nobody, he was just one of the men that followed David. When he saw it, it was like, this is my chance. And he just went for it. He went for it. And he was successful in that quest because, again, you know, God was really, he was the one, the hand of God was directing everything that was going on at the time. You know, things like that. You saw how there was a time when he was in battle and, oh my goodness, like he was, you know, like he had enemy, enemy forces on all sides, but he still gave it its best. Mm. And then you see time and time again, you know, he wasn't a perfect, he wasn't perfect, but then he just went out and did what he knew to do best. What he knew to do best was fight. What he knew to do best was protect the kingdom. Yeah. And he did that very well. And then his loyalty to, you know, he had a very complex relationship with his boss, King yeah. David. But his loyalty to David, you know, I'll tell you, I mean, I would say this just from the research that I did, you know, I really, I don't know. I don't know if we would actually even be talking about King David today, if not for Joab, Hmm. just because even the king knew David as a person, as a leader knew, he knew that he had someone who wasn't perfect, but he knew that this guy got the job done. And then you saw again and again, even, you know, that popular story with um, Bathsheba, where David stayed back, David, just because of the history, the experience, the track record of Joab, because he was so good at what he did. David just sent him off to go fight a, you know, a, a huge battle just because he knew that Joab would deliver. So it was things like that. You know, I bring out the, the lessons from all of that, you know, and then of course I touch on his flaws as well. He was, my editor said, oh my God, Yinka, this guy had um, flaws of biblical proportions. But aren't we all flawed, though? You know, we all have flaws. Oh, absolutely. You know, yes, we are flawed, but we can still go out and do great things, still make an impact, still be part of history, which is why, you know, I wrote about Joab. I love it. What has been one of your goals in, you know, obviously this is something that you're really passionate about that you've learned a lot from. What has been one of your goals in writing this book and what do you hope it does for the person who picks it up and reads it? Gosh, you know, um, I guess the biggest takeaway, the biggest takeaway is this, you know, as leaders, cause you know, um, I work with a lot of leaders, entrepreneurs and things like that. Entrepreneurs, leaders, people of influence, Leadership is weighty. In the in Joab's story, we see that leadership is weighty. Why? Because it comes with huge influence um, and a couple of other things as well. As a leader, you need to do the work so you have the right character traits to bear the weightiness of leadership, to be a great leader. If you do not do the required work, if you're not growing as a person, if you don't have you know, the right core values, the leadership and everything else that comes with, with it, will eventually crush you mm. as a person. So you see that. So in Joab's story, you see that. You see in the, in the different lessons, which I highlight at the end of each chapter, you're able to take those lessons, those universal principles and lessons, and apply them to yourself as you know, a person of influence, as a leader, 
even if you're a mom, you're still a leader. You're influencing kids. If you're Thank a homemaker, you. you're influencing kids, you know? Yes. And so you can apply those lessons. So, you know, you don't make the same kind of mistakes and make the same kind of decisions that Joab did. Well, the book uh, is just one that I know is going to impact so many people. Um, and just the work that you're doing in your coaching and your writing and your speaking, you just have such a, a powerful force about you. And the way that you are using you know, your, your experience, your expertise. And I think the other thing that I really loved about you too is how you are teaching and coaching and walking alongside other people in teaching them how to do things that you yourself have done. And so often, you know, you might see somebody who's like, I put like air quote, like a speaker or like a coach or like people like that, that don't do the things that they themselves like teach others. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, they're not, you mean. yeah. And, and, um, yeah, and I, you are, just, I, I just, I couldn't because I would, you know, that yeah. would be, I'll feel like a fraud right. basically. But you just like you not to use the, the colloquialism or the, the cliche of just like you walk the walk and you yes. are doing the work and you are influencing and impacting so many people. And I love to just the way you speak about how, you know, if you are in the home and you're raising children, guess what? You're a leader. If you are involved in, you know, your community, guess what? You're a leader. And that's one of the points that I try to make with this podcast is it doesn't, you don't have to be the CEO of some big company. You don't have to be, um, you know, running a, a business full time. If you are doing something with your time and you're impacting other people, you are a leader. And yeah. that is so key. And I, I think that you speak to those people so well. And I just think it's incredible. I'm going to have the link to buy uh, Inka's book on Amazon. Again, it's called Joab, King David's Top General. Uh, it's going to be uh, in the show notes for the listeners, you guys can get it there. Also along with links to uh, Yinka's coaching services. Um, before we get to the get to know you round, Yinka, tell us uh, what are some of the things that you kind of have on the horizon now that we're in the sort of the second half of 2021? Um, what are you working on? Oh, gosh. Well, coaching, just working, you know, just helping my clients, helping them to become better um, in their individual lives, in their businesses. Well, in the fall, I'm actually going to start the research for my next book. Um, I'm going to start writing that next year. Awesome. So, yeah. So um, I'm like, oh, it's, it's like, I'm like, I want to start doing the research right now. I'm just going to wait. It's, it's summertime. I'm busy with the kids and family right now. Yeah. I'm that in the fall. But yeah, that's what I have on the horizon. Um, I do have, um, I just read the book of Ruth for the umpteen time. so good. And um I got, I mean, so many new revelations and lessons and principles. So I'm going to be having um, a live, just an exposition. It's a free one, an exposition on the life of Ruth, where basically we're going to be looking at lessons on excellence and character development, because there's so much of that packed into her stories. And yeah, that's it, really. The, the big thing is the, the second book, which I'm going to start writing next year. That's incredible. I know it's going to be awesome. I love the book of Ruth. Uh, I have a Bible joke for you. Uh, <laughs> what kind of man was Boaz before he got married? 
Um, he was, oh my God, can I, he was a broke AFS? Did I know that is? No, he was uh, ruthless. <laughs> I was ruthless. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> there you go. That's, there you go. A, that's a good one. There's I haven't my, heard that one before. <laughs> there's my silly Bible joke for you. Um, okay, Yinka, now is the time where we ask just some fun, lighthearted, get to know you questions. So hey. Yinka, are you ready for the get to know you round? Yes, I am. All right. Question number one. What is something I would never guess about you? Oh, gosh. Something that you'd never guess about me is the fact that, you know, I really am an avid baker. And Ooh. I, um, yes, I'm actually, I, you know, I actually even got certified. I owned a baking business I won- <laughs> not too long ago. I did. It was a hobby become business. But yeah, I'm actually, yeah, I'm an avid baker and I love to cook as well. Actually, yeah, I did have a a certification in foot protection. I love it. What <laughs> is your signature? Like, what do you, what's your signature dish? Oh gosh. I have to say banana bread. I make, mm. I made the most delicious. I mean, all kinds of banana bread. I, I can, you know, I have my staple banana bread recipe and I can do wonders with that thing. Like I would make things with banana bread that you didn't even think possible. <laughs> I love banana bread so much. And now my mouth is watering. Um, That sounds amazing. Okay. (laughs) Uh, What was the best vacation you ever took? Oh, gosh. The best vacation that I ever took, I'll say it was in Hawaii. Um, That's where I'm going to be when this episode airs. Is I'm going to be in Hawaii. Yes. Oh, wow. Enjoy, enjoy. Well, it was 16 years ago. Actually, I'll tell you, we went to Hawaii for a honeymoon my husband and I and it was I mean it was like been in paradise amazing amazing where in Hawaii did you go um Oahu Ooh, I we are going to be on the island of Maui um so but I'm like trying to figure out I'm like how can we get over to Oahu because I would just love to see it because I mean when am I when else am I going to be in Hawaii so but that's that's good that's good to know that like 16 years ago you went and it has stuck with you all these years yeah so, yeah, um, we're planning to go back again soon. You're making me that much more excited. So, <laughs> all right. If you got stuck in an elevator and you were forced to listen to the same song over and over again, what would it be? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Molly, your questions. Ooh. <laughs> Let me see. Um, you know, the, oh gosh, the, just one, just one song. It would just be one song and you'd have to listen to it over and over again. Um, I have to say there's... um. He's a Nigerian artist. It's, I think it's called, the name of the song is Hallelujah. It's, um, he's not well known. His name is Kenny Kore. Kenny Kore. Yeah, it's, um, the, the, the song is called Hallelujah. And it has, it's like a, it has this um, dance beat to it. It's a, like a praise song. Yeah. I listen to it all the time when I'm walking and I'm jogging, I listen to it all the time. So I wouldn't mind listening to that over and over I and over I love it. Again. That would probably be, that, that'd be a good choice. That'd be a good choice. All right, Yinka. And then my last question is the question I ask all my guests. And that is, what does it mean to you to run a business with purpose? Oh gosh, a business with purpose. What that means to me is knowing that um, I am making a positive difference in lives and then the ripple effect as well, um, the legacy, the legacy of what I do. I know that um, I'm not just, you know, when my clients come to me, when I'm working with a small business, I'm not just helping them with their bottom line, but just the ripple effect. I know that um, just because I, I live a life of excellence, I have seen the results of excellence in my life. I know that um, once they apply the the systems, 
the habits, the discipline, I know that um, it stays with them. It carries, it's something that stays with them for the rest of their lives, their businesses, it impacts them, it impacts their children, generations to come. So just knowing that, you know, I'm making a difference, like it's for now, but for years to come. Mm, mm, so good. So, so good. Yinka, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been just such a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, I cannot wait to pick up my copy of your book and I cannot wait to read your other book. I mean, you're just, you're incredible. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Molly. Thank you so very much. Friend, I would love to know what you loved about this episode or something that you learned. Find me on social media. I'm at Still Being Molly or at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to use that hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast when you're sharing the show with a friend. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you are a first-time listener of the show, welcome. Be sure to check out the archives for past shows featuring so many incredible entrepreneurs, business owners, community leaders who are changing the world. If you are a regular listener of the show, thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in week in and week out. Be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, Overcast, Stitcher, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Click that subscribe or follow button. To click that button means you will never miss a new episode of the show. And while you're there, would you take a moment to just leave a review? Would you take a moment to maybe share one of your favorite episodes with a friend? Leaving a review, sharing the show with a friend, it is totally free for you and it is the biggest help for me in the entire world. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. It just also helps me to know what you're liking and how the show is impacting you. As always, this show is produced by the incredible team at Third Wheel Media. Thank you so much for listening. Now go do something good with purpose on purpose. Purpose.